Gentlemen, a series of conversation between men for men to talk about taboo subjects like emotion, behavior, culture, and mental health, just to name a few, in hopes to encourage men to embrace their authentic self and reclaim their emotional being. So join me to bring back the gentle in men. Welcome to another chapter of Gentlemen. Today we have our guest, Walid. I would like to start with him introducing himself and give us a little bit more about him. Hi guys, thank you for having me here, Hamed. My name is Walid Hashim. I'm an energy master and a spiritual teacher from Bahrain. This is such a difficult question, introduce myself. I want to do an introduction about who I am, what I like. So I, uh, I'm a young Bahraini man who grew up uh, in Mharraq, a okay. very beautiful island in Bahrain, second largest city. Woo! And uh, Mharraq, yeah. <laughs> and um, I grew up, uh, I always enjoyed reading, always enjoyed writing, always enjoyed speaking. Languages were a love of mine since a very okay. early age. I loved Arabic. Arabic, طبعاً, was my first love. And then I fell in love with English as I grew older. Uh, I studied in school, then went to read law at the London School of Economics and Political Science in London. It's part of the Universities of London, the University of London. And then I graduated with an LLB law degree in English and Welsh law. I came back to Bahrain. Okay. Uh, a lot of people tell me, Annie, when you when you lecture, don't speak about God and religion so so, so much. <laughs> so I took the Sharia exam and I passed it. Alhamdulillah. And uh, I uh, became uh, I started as a legal consultant in the Ministry of Finance uh, and. Uh, national economy, and then uh, I uh, became a lawyer at uh, an international law firm. Mm -hmm. Then I moved back to the government sector. Then I moved out of it to the private sector. I worked as the head of legal compliance and shareholder, uh, shareholder affairs in a big takaful company, which is Islamic insurance. And then I moved out of the private sector to work as a lawyer lawyer, fell uh, courts. I did criminal, corporate, a bit of labor. And um, I'm also a novelist. I can't, I can't talk about it. So I'm also a novelist, guys. I have three published novels. The second of which won the prize for the Bahraini. Um, anyways, it's a Bahraini literary prize. And Murran Bihatan Ukhraz, the second one, Lamakan Hunak is the first, the third is Ruan Nadira Minyarmuk. And why the reason why people know me and why you have me here is none of these things <laughs> I mentioned. The reason why I'm invited on this podcast is because <laughs> is because when I was 21 and just graduated university, I received a call from my mom in Bahrain. She told me, Walid, there's this thing called Reiki that you need to study. <laughs> And she, I, I looked, there were so many يعني, establishments teaching Reiki in the UK. So I was like, I'll just study it when I go back home. I go back to Bahrain, I graduate, I start working, and then I realize no one teaches energy 
Reiki, self-development in Bahrain. So we wait for this uh, Australian guy who lives in France, Master Terence Coleman, to come. And I take the first course with him. And I never practice. But see, and he teaches us a lot. And then I have some issues with my job, some difficulties. And then uh, I try meditating. And I try meditating. And things in my life start shifting. It was like magic, Annie. I meditate. I calm myself from within. And then things from without start changing. It was really nice, Yanif. Uh, I continued to do it. I did more and more of it. So basically, as soon as I graduated okay. at 21, I started studying energy spirituality. I watched you through Reiki Jankido, the seven chakra energy system. Those of you who have studied or have studied with me know more about it. And then I move on to um, other schools of energy, uh, A Course in Miracles, um, uh, Abraham Hicks, teachings, Louise Hay, Marianne Williamson's. Uh, I, enjoy, I actually enjoyed a, like a lot of, I really went deeply, deeply into spirituality and energy. And then I realized that I don't really agree with everyone's everything. So I start creating my own school of thought and thinking. And somewhere around 2000, towards the end of 2010, see, I was a lawyer in the morning, but in the afternoons, I taught labor law courses in some institutions. Okay. Okay. So I taught law in, in several places. I'm not going to name names. So I, I taught law in several educational institutions in Bahrain. And I started uh, trying out teaching energy with my uh, law students. And I, I invited my friends and taught them. Basically, I would teach anyone who's willing to listen to me for free. Okay. I love teaching law and spirituality so much. Anyone who would give me the time of day, I teach them anything I know, anything they want for free. Not anymore. Best yani back then. <laughs> and... Um, Basically, it started the ball rolling, and then I started doing paid courses, and then in 2011, the Bahrain Positive Energy Center was established. I became part of that, and then it exploded in the Gulf. I started teaching in Bahrain, in Dubai, in Kuwait, Doha. Uh, I taught uh, a couple of courses uh, in London, three courses in London. I taught several courses, I think six in Thailand. Yani I started traveling and teaching, and it became, I became known for being Walid, the spiritual teacher. But it's not all of me. People wonder why I don't teach all the time, why I'm not accessible all the time, why I don't video myself speaking about spirituality all the time. It's because it's not all of me. Yani I, I, am, I, am, I, I enjoy doing so much more with my life. I'm so many other things. Spirituality is a way of life and living for me. I meditate daily. I pray daily. I do yoga as much as I can. I eat right best. Life is about like experiencing things. I enjoy making mistakes. I enjoy sometimes eating foods that I'm not supposed to have. Yani, I, I like being as regular as possible. Yani, sometimes people see me teaching and think that's the way I am. But it's not. And ma'akil shawarma, FYI. Bas yani, it just illustrates what I enjoy about life. Yes. I enjoy the process of living it. I think I've rambled enough. Okay, yeah. thank you for watching, well. everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
says something about you mm-hmm. we would have 10 different opinions yes and this is exactly what you emphasized on right now that there's so much for Walid but even with me being here I know Walid as a spiritual teacher yes you know and that's that's really beautiful uh, because I want to touch upon something maybe society or culture actually um does mm-hmm. is that me as an individual yeah. you know growing up knowing that there are certain groups tribes cultures behaviors people that i look uh, myself within and eventually i relate myself to them yeah and that's where sometimes we kind of label that as identity mm-hmm. and this is something i would like to hear from you what is How identity what is identity okay fat Now that spiritual teacher comes out, it's an important question, Saraha. We need some spiritual teachings to answer it. But in energy teachings, we have such a thing called, it's called the chakra system, guys. Okay. So it, the chakra system, it basically says our body is energized uh, by um, what we call the ray energy, or the universal energy. Okay. And it energizes our bio energy, our key energy. Hence the term ray key. the universal energy uniting with the body's uh, physical energy. It's like, it's like a computer. If you think of the computer, the actual laptop as the key energy, the electricity and the internet that energizes it is the ray energy. It's yeah. the energy you take from the universe. So the same way, for example, this studio needs uh, electricity. It needs a, an, 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 a station, an electrical energy station close by to give it this electricity. Our bodies uh, have energy centers. These energy centers uh, give electricity to nearby, um, let's say, physical organs, but also emotional and mental uh, requirements and necessities and elements of each chakra. So identity is an element of the throat chakra. Uh, by the way, the chakras aren't just seven. I teach seven, but there are thousands of chakras. Okay. The reason why there is like a seven chakra system school or a nine or an 11 or a what have you, it's because these teachings are always simplified so that like, you know, we could get them. Yeah. So the throat chakra and the... solar plexus, or what I call the navel, chakra mm-hmm. sirra, the navel chakra, chakra al-hinjara, the throat chakra, are the two chakras responsible for identity. The throat, would, if you ask the throat about Walid, 
it would tell you the long list of accomplishments slash identities I gave. I'm Bahraini, I speak Arabic, uh, I identify as Muslim, I, I like a list of tribal yeah. identities. The navel chakra would tell you I'm none of those things. Okay. Okay. So the throat would tell you he's 170. Marf. One, two, seven, one, three. We can like check the height later. <laughs> the 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 navel would tell you it's he's not. Uh, the throat would tell you he's male. The navel would tell you he's not. The throat would tell you he's uh, Bahraini. The navel would tell you he's not. The throat would tell you he's this year of age. The navel okay. would tell you he's not. So the throat is all about what, what we perceive and what we're taught about ourselves. Okay. The navel level of identity, Chakra Sirra, is all about our true identity. So who I truly am is not a writer slash lawyer slash spiritual teacher. Who I truly am is a soul that for this lifetime has chosen to manifest into a physical body to further along its journey of growth and expansion. Beautiful. So this, this is what I have to say about identity. I, mean, I don't want to get into like uh, throat identity issues yeah, yeah, yeah. like of tribe and stuff. But the spiritual identity is that you're like you can see yourself in everything because everything has a soul True. and is a reflection of you. And you were all created from the same, let's say, uh, soul or flame of energy or light. But for the purposes of the frame of our life, mm -hmm. you could, you know, if you have, if you want to hang a picture, you kind of, there's a picture there of the Avengers. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, if you, <laughs> if you, if you want to hang a picture, you need a frame. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I eventually learned. It is. It is. I'm just, just, just checking. <laughs> you need a frame for yeah. the picture. This frame is basically what the throat okay. level of identity provides for us, like a framework through which we can actually work and integrate ourselves mm. and have bouncing off points. Okay. So basically a lot of, uh, let's say, um, I don't, like challenges in life. Okay. Because if you don't identify as male, yeah. you won't have male challenges of, oh, I need to be independent and make yeah, money. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, if you yeah. don't identify as Muslim, you won't have like these challenges of, oh, they don't understand my religion, what do I do? Like if you don't, if you don't identify as short, as tall, as 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 slim, as chubby, as if you don't identify Let's as say anything, like these kind of labels that um, these labels give you, yani their their value is in that they give you challenges from which you can bounce off, expand, realize you're not any of those things. You realize you're so much more, and then connect to a source of love, and then flood everyone around you with it. Okay, so that's a good way of doing it. Really interesting. Yeah. Um, if if we kind of say that, um, I believe that there's a lot going on within our mm. culture, society mm. right now, um, where there's a lot of external factors are introduced on the daily. Yeah. A lot of information, a lot of misconceptions, and basically you find a lot of people that deem themselves as lost. 
So where do you see that um, these individuals um, kind of get to the point where they're lost, but eventually, as you said, the, um, the identity is based on everything around us. It's who kind of, it's where we live, it's what we are. So if, like, if we kind of interlink these two together, how is it we still find a lot of people still consider themselves being lost? Okay. But a long time ago, they found a stone. Okay. Okay. I don't remember where, how, who, but I remember what was written on it. In a language, like an old language that I don't really remember right now, on the stone was written two statements. As above, so below. Okay. As within, so without. Mm-hmm. So what this means, in, in life, the experiences you attract are reflective of who you are, not what you want. And this is the, the biggest misconception about energy and law of attraction. And I'll think about the Maserati and it'll show up one day. You don't really attract, <clears throat> you don't really attract what you want in life unless it's an energetic match to who you are. And how do we merge who we are and what oh, we want? Yeah. How do those two become one? We need to become as authentic as we possibly can, as quickly as we can. And authenticity is a, a phrase much easier said than it is done. True. Why? Leish? Why? Leish? Why? Because... Um, because you have been brought up, you were born and have been brought up in a society that is invested in you not being yourself. Yeah. Okay. Can I emphasize on of that course. a little bit? Sure. Um, growing up, if we want to do something, mm-hmm. let's say, based on our culture, if we want to learn how to play a music instrument, you know, a lot of people, our parents would be like, you know, Abe, don't do that. It's not something that we might yeah. um, um, be, it's not something that's accepted. Or let's say they see you draw, mm-hmm. they're like, what, are you the next Picasso? Kind yeah. of like, you know, they kind of joke around with it, but it kind of builds an identity within us that we're not good enough, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I, what you just said reminded me of a very wonderful saying. Uh, so the man says, when I was young, my mom told me, you can be anything you want to be, and you'll succeed in anything you choose. If you choose to become a merchant, you'll be the head merchant of the land. If you choose to be a sportsman, you'll be the most successful. If you choose to be in the army, you'll be the head general. And then he says, I chose to be an artist, and I became Picasso. So we see that Picasso's mom didn't tell him, you're no Picasso. She told him, you'll succeed in anything you want. It's not just the positive affirmation of you'll succeed. It's that you can be anything you want to be. It's the openness of choice. A lot of parents think that the best way to parent is to kind of find out what their child is good at and then pummel it in. Or just think of something they'll make a good living out of and then just force them to be that. It doesn't really work. And your job is not to uh, help someone be who they are. 
Your job is not to help someone succeed. Your job is just to enjoy the journey of this person becoming. Yes. And to like discover them maybe with them. Best they are the the discover the main disc the only discoverer. You're just there as a witness for the journey. Beautifully said. Um, what were I saying before that? There was something I wanted to say um, about You're talking about how the emphasizing. Yes. Of so how society? Yani, it starts with our parents, mm-hmm. fortunately. Best our parents have been socialized themselves. Yani, let me give you this example. So uh, I'm I yani, I'm I'm very good with like staying away from social media. But once in a while, I'm trapped into an Instagram, like, you know, limbo. And I can't get out. So I'm trapped in this Instagram limbo. And I come across a video of a young Bahraini dance teacher. So she, she teaches dance. Uh, not, طبعا, break dance. Well, Latin dances. The audience, my break dance or Latin dances, are usually more open to dancing. Yeah. She teaches... Um, Traditional Bahraini dancing or Khaliji dancing. Okay. Okay, interesting. Now, very interesting. And I'm it's it's wonderful <laughs> that we have such dance instructor in our region. However, and they were interviewing her about her work, and if you see the comments below, it's a lot of barrage of negative comments of people trying to stop her from being who she is. Yeah. They're saying you know what they say. I mean, everyone knows if, about if it. If you yeah. were any good, you would have invented the next toaster. And so she's not a toaster inventor, yani guys. She's not a toaster. It's not in the cards. She's, she wasn't in the cards. And not another toaster inventor. It's Kumbharinia. Okay? Maybe she, yani. The, the thing is, we, we, yani, we put such inventions above that's what the ego does. You know the, the original sin? The original sin is okay. when um, Lucifer, I don't know if it's the same in, in every religion, but it's like in, in Islam, the original sin is that when Lucifer refused to, buy to, to, to bow to uh, Sayyidina Adam, mm-hmm. when God created uh, Sayyidina Adam, and when asked why he wouldn't bow, he says, I'm created of fire and you created him of earth, so I'm better than him. So al-kibar, vanity, is the first sin. And that's how you can catch someone's ego. There's always this is better than this. So inventing a toaster is better than instructing Bahraini traditional dancing. And that's simply not true. Everything has value. Just because it's different doesn't mean it's not valuable. I once was in the opening of, um, it was the one year anniversary of, um, it was the one year anniversary of a restaurant in Bahrain. Okay. And I was like part of like, it was like by invitation. So I go, there's like a lot of people. And then, the guy who opened the restaurant takes the microphone and says, thank you all for helping us yani, finish our one-year anniversary. So difficult for the FMB uh, sector. sector to survive in the FMB sector, all that. 
And then he says, I just want to thank my family for supporting me. Uh, I come from a military family. All my three brothers are in the BDF, the Bahrain Defense Force. And when I wanted to become a cook, um, I was faced with some opposition. And then my oldest brother came to me and he gave me a hug and told me, Flan, which is a word we use uh, when we don't want to say the person's name, John Smith, okay? And we says, Flan, John Smith. Um, um, he said, Flan, it's okay to be different. So, and like, like a tear came to his eye as he remembered his brother's support. But see, I, I just felt it doesn't, need to, it doesn't need to be that hard to want to be a cook, a yeah. chef. Yeah. So I go to the guy later yeah. and I just tell him, uh, it's not only okay, it's beautiful. Yeah. I think your restaurant is beautiful. I think what you're doing is wonderful. And I'm really enjoying it. So thank you for being who you are. Yani, if you can basically, if one of the clues that you found your identity is that you found something you're passionate about, something you enjoy. Yeah. And then you start doing it. And like the, the, the energy it gives you, the adrenaline rush that comes, the, the joy drive, you feel. Basically. The drive, the, the, It's like basically the best word for it is joy. Okay. When you're in joy, when you feel joy, yeah. Yeah. You're most yourself. True. And you're most attractive to everything you want or think you want. This is where you vibe to whatever you want and you align with the same vibration and that's when things come to you. But yani, many people think that they have to like actually have their, en- their thoughts match the energy of... And sometimes you can't. Yani, or you can't. Sometimes it's not that easy. And if you take a little boy who grew up in poverty... Mm-hmm. And يعني, what do they hear most about money? Uh, and, uh, it's hard. And uh, rich people are all thieves. Yeah, they're evil. And, money is uh, evil. And the money is haram. Yeah. And uh, it's not, you know, doesn't grow on trees. They grow up hating money. Yeah. So mm. you can't actually be attractive to something you hate. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a form of like dissonance. يعني, if, you, if you ask a young Bahraini guy, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he tells you a millionaire. Second question, what do you think of millionaires? I hate them, they're thieves. Can't you, like, isn't it obvious? <laughs> and like, the energy isn't, isn't matching, matching up? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Same thing with many of, um, especially males too, but females most especially. Um, what do you want to be when you grow up? Happily married. Yeah. What do you think of happily married people? I hate them. They're so annoying. And <laughs> Zainiani. <laughs> <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> we're going, we go back to, again, the <laughs> culture as we were yeah. um, going the same topic. Um, and since you brought up the um, restaurant uh, mm-hmm. owner, is it that we are raised up through a mainstream of being certain people mm growing to become a certain, um, um, let's say, working, sorry, working a certain job Mm -hmm. to live a certain life, right? Mm -hmm. Is that why usually people hate on other people for being different? Okay. So 
again, we're going to do some energy theory. So we are a patriarchal society. مجتمع ذكوري ها؟ We're a patriarchal society. الحين masculinity in energy teaching is an energy form. Yeah. Okay? It has nothing to do with anything else. It's a form of energy. الحين mm-hmm. masculinity by the way, how do you know that a society is very patriarchal? Uh, the majority of colors that people like like to see or wear in that society are black and white, the two colors of masculinity. Okay, so black and white are the most masculine colors we have, and they are always very reflective in masculine societies. Black and white, you know how they say, you know, you remember like years. I I don't know if you guys remember years ago, uh, a very famous singer called Latifa. She had a song uh, called "Bahab uh, Fgaramak," "Ala El Kalamak," "Muhaddad Usadi," "Kalam Mush Biyahwid," "Ya Abyad Ya Iswid," "Lakin Mush Ramadi." I don't know how I'm going to translate that, but يعني, she basically would sing about black and white, and she doesn't want the gray area in the middle. Yeah. She wants him to be very direct with her. Our societies are patriarchal societies that like things to be black and white. What this means, they like you to be either this or that. For example, for women, they like her to either be a career woman mm-hmm. or a housewife. And it, like workplaces make it difficult for moms and moms make it difficult for career women to be accepted in feminine. It's the same thing with men, Yani. You're either, let's say, a banker or a doctor or... A, and then some other thing, any other job, they'd make a bit... Actually, they'd make a lot of fun of you. Yani, I remember no one made fun of me for being a spiritual master and energy teacher uh, while I was a lawyer. The moment I quit, subhanAllah, the moment I quit, I got this backlash for... Yani, yani, we would like give a blind eye to it because you were doing something serious. Now that you're not mm-hmm. anymore, يعني, you're going to get this backlash and you get it from family, from colleagues, from... And the reason being, uh, masculine energy likes simple, straight lines. Familiar. A familiar, clear, straight, concise lines. There's nothing wrong with that. But a problem comes up when you uh, block the feminine energy in society and within you. Yeah. So basically, the feminine within every one of us wants difference, wants mm-hmm. chaos, wants not straight lines, wants uh, some chaotic lines, wants difference. And the, the interesting thing is, the more difference you allow, the more society develops. If you think about the societies that all uh, the biggest inventions Highly, he wanted her to invent the next toaster. Mm. Where does the toaster come from? From societies where women who teach dancing are not persecuted. Okay, where you're allowed to be who you are. That's where people thrive and create and invent and become. And because the the the, the majority amount of differences are allowed. Ahin patriarchal societies are all about protecting each other, okay? So you want to protect people. So people who attack you for doing something different, believe it or not, 
it comes from a place of love. Yeah. They actually love you and they don't want you to fail. So they don't want you to try something that's not, that hasn't been tried and proven before you. I know. I know. I really like that. Um, and this, is, has, this showed that it's been more or less the masculine um, energy has been very dominant yeah. in our cultures. And um, I love that you mentioned that because I w the next question is, um, why is it very hard mm -hmm. for men mm -hmm. you know, to address these uh, interests that are very different than um, what is the norm, right? Mm -hmm. As you mentioned, the guy as a cook, yeah. you know, maybe he was very passionate about it for a very long time, even though the one-year anniversary, it was very hard and he got very emotional addressing that it's very hard for me to be a cook. People mm -hmm. was making fun of, it, uh, fun of him. So why is it it's always, um, and you said it yourself, the backlash mm. comes to you when you kind of try to be different as a male? Okay. For men specifically, it's, okay. I know women go, th go through many challenges, mm -hmm. but generally women are allowed a greater circumference of freedom when it comes to doing things out of the norm. Yani, it's okay for a woman to want to do a masculine job. Yani, it's the majority of lawyers in Bahrain are women. Okay. It's, it's okay for women to be doctor, banker. Why? Because you kind of respect someone who wants a masculine job. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Some jobs require more creativity. Mm -hmm. That's why And more uh, emotions and more uh, chaos. Mm -hmm. Then some jobs require a messy kitchen, a messy art studio, a messy recording studio, a messy, you know, whatever. Okay? This is organized, by the way. It's very organized. Okay. A, messing, a messy <laughs> yoga room. And then an Avengers poster. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So basically, um, some... Uh, Jobs require a lot of the feminine energy for them to flow and for them to connect. When women do them, it's okay. Society doesn't really think of itself as dependent on women for it to survive. Okay. The, truth, yeah, the truth is it's very dependent on women for mm -hmm. it to survive. Women make the wheel go round. But the way people think is that the boy will carry my name. Even if the boy isn't doing anything, eating, or in English, <laughs> eating <laughs> and wiping his hand on the wall. Doesn't do anything. Okay? He eats and he wipes his hands on the wall. So that they clean, you know, you get it, so that they clean the wall as well behind him rather than, you know, go to the sink. So he's useless. Yes, basically. <laughs> Like people and like you see the same way the mother is like, oh, the boy is going to carry me, not the girls. Oh, the boy is going to do this for me. Society thinks of men as mm -hmm. the carriers of their society. Okay. So when a skilled man, okay, mm -hmm. a man who like you think of would succeed in something else, wants to do something that you don't see value in, like cooking, 
because you think anyone can cook really. I can bring someone who cooks or art or whatever. Here is why يعني, you want to put a stop to it. And that's what makes it most, more difficult. Again, I go back to saying as above, so below, as within, so without, which means I discovered that the more I supported myself, the more I believed in what I do, the more I accepted them, because acceptance goes both ways. Mm-hmm. I want to be a spiritual teacher, okay? But I can't force my family to accept that, yeah. okay? The best thing I can do is to accept them not accepting it, okay? What, يعني, wanting someone else to be spiritual is the least spiritual thing, you know? Because it comes from within. It's not very spiritual. يعني نكتب بواحد غير يصير روحاني مو بشيء روحاني. Okay. So, يعني spirituality is about acceptance and authenticity. Yeah. Okay. So basically, uh, that's why. That's why يعني people get a bit. That's why it's a bit more challenging. But when I started accepting more completely mm-hmm. and more fully and yeah. supported myself, things around me started changing, and all the people who stood in my way. Uh, became very supportive of what I do. I think that's because of the resistance. You know, like you mm-hmm. keep on resisting, wanting to make them um, see you for who you are. Yeah. So I think that's something you project something different. Yeah. And once you just uh, let's say surrender, things just align, and basically you start vibing to a yeah. point of your authentic self, and that's when they see you for who you truly are. You know what I tie it to? Yeah. In one of my lectures. I tell a story of a family member and me. I tie it to me losing my desire to please them. Nice. So long as I wanted to, my family to be proud of me, to be happy for me, to be pleased for me, that, so long as I wanted to please them, they were never pleased. Mm-hmm. And the minute I lost my desire to please them, they were pleased for me, but I wasn't too happy with it Yeah, I wasn't as happy as I thought I would be with their approval because yeah. I no longer sought it. Nice. Um, one of the most important and most interesting question I think that uh, we talked about is in both our practices, mm-hmm. the most um, clients that we work with mm-hmm. are female. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to touch upon that. Why is that you, in like, even in your case as a spiritual teacher mm-hmm. and in my case as a health coach, It's very hard for um, males to accept help. There are two reasons. One, women are more open. They are much more open and accepting and open-minded and willing to try things because of feminine energy, but also because... So basically, society has really pummeled them. You know, they've gone through many challenges in life. And because of going through so much, they just open up. Men have been more or less sheltered by society. Okay? They are, they're usually sheltered by their mothers. They have a lot of privilege. They can do what they want, go out whenever they want, do whatever they want. And they're taught that uh, asking for help is a sign of weakness, and it's emasculating. So if you need help, you're no longer a man. Uh, 
So that's why a lot of them fear even asking for help. Mm. They can't even ask for it. Two, and I don't know if our audience is going to like to, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Usually, a larger percentage of women need it. This is, I know it sounds like a sexist generalization I just made, but like, stay with me. The, the female mind is not like the male mind, the mechanics. Mm-hmm. It's more complicated. It's more emotional. It thinks of things more. Men, have you ever heard the expression water off a duck's back when things just roll off you? Men can like have a fight at home, leave, go to the, hopefully not the gahwa. Smoking is, anyways. Um, or maybe to al gahwa. Let's not judge. Not very spiritual. And, uh, and uh, there, they would like immerse themselves with their friends over a game of cards and forget all about it. Mm-hmm. Generally, women can't let go of emotional baggage as easily. Mm-hmm. Usually, men only think of it when it's in front of them. Yeah. Yani, like a guy thinks of, even like positive things, like a guy thinks of the woman he loves when he sees her. Mm-hmm. He falls in love with her when she's with him. Uh, women fall in love with uh, the guy when he's not around because their emotions and their thoughts and how they become more complex uh, more easily. So that's why their need is greater because of the emotional depth they go to because of uh, because of the the way their corpus callosum, which is like the bit of the brain that kind of connects the two left and right brain lobes together, mm-hmm. is bigger. So they're more uh, they're they're able to like uh, display a more complex uh, variety of uh, emotions and thoughts. And that's why methodologies to do with energy teaching, life coaching, astrology, numerology, all these wonderful methodologies, nutrition, uh, they are more open to because uh, they need them. They need them to uh, help them uh, navigate more. Not all women are like that, of course. Some women are very masculine energy. They're like mm-hmm. men. They, things just roll off. They can move on to the next things. And a lot of men, especially left-handed men like me, uh, are, have a more dominant feminine energy. So they do have a lot of complicated analysis high, and they need these things to calm their mind and quiet themselves. Okay. Um, since you mentioned the suppressing of emotion, yes. or let's say um, they, men mm-hmm. tend to um, distract themselves and just let it go, isn't that like you know suppressing or just putting under the rug? Because if in general we talk about uh, long-term suppressing of that emotion um, leads to breakouts, mm-hmm. and most um, statistics right now shows that there's a lot of men that can't handle their emotions, thoughts, and might lead to um, you know sort of suicidal thoughts. Yeah. So would it would it relate to this point where? the uh, putting on the rug and uh, continuing doing that instead of addressing these emotions and addressing these, uh, um, let's say, events and that they're going through. Um, the, what's the correlation between them? Okay, so this is going to change. Okay. Eventually. Mm-hmm. And I believe sooner rather than later. 
يعني in years to come this like thing where uh, energy and self development is exclusively a female area of work it's going to completely shift uh, because the the whole world is shifting yeah. okay all these movements happening all over the globe they're allowing men are being allowed for the first time to self examine and to be more vulnerable and to open their hearts and the thing is even though it will change eventually and sooner rather than later it can't be forced because you really can't help anyone unless they want to help themselves sure. so even the series that we're doing wonderful as it is i'm still guessing the majority of the audience that are going to be watching it are going to is going to be female yeah. and only men who are ready will open up to watch it yani um i think this initiative you're doing hamad is wonderful thank you then yani i've 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 personally never done and i've never heard of anything in bahrain uh of this nature targeted targeted exclusively at men um but again it will also require uh some reflective young men who want to open up who want to like believe because you see the people who do something different and succeed at it society tells everyone else they're the exception to the rule yeah. but but he's he did yeah but he's the exception la yeah. you're not the exception yeah. you're kidding me la you're not the exception so but on i feel and especially this younger generation mm-hmm. um is magnificent yeah. i am so impressed by them شاقين الارض الله يحفظهم يعني it's like an arabic expression and يعني they ripped the floor and came out of it it's like they're doing very well in life ف uh, it's like they 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 came out they come out of the blue out of nowhere okay they come out of nowhere and they're doing really really well mashallah alayhum so i have a feeling that this generation will do really well inshallah i'm looking forward to the, uh, for this because eventually growing up into a space where they could be themselves yeah. gives more opportunity for people tapping into their authenticity yes. tapping into their optimal um let's say um just being basically mm-hmm. they become their uh, absolute being mm-hmm. and that's when uh, that's what we're trying to do with this yes. you know even though you can't uh, um as you mentioned you cannot emphasize or um just force what we're trying to do into an um a change that we could ask a younger uh, an older generation mm-hmm. or the seniors let's say into accepting what we're trying to do mm-hmm. but there's so much potential in the younger generation to accept and you know just and have some sort of guidance mm-hmm. and um yeah i think this is where it's, this is uh, this is where we're trying to direct our message into giving everyone a chance into tapping into their ultimate being by understanding that there's more to them and within that road they might find their authentic self um where could people find more about you so guys if you want to uh, know anything more about me you just go to www.waleedhasham.com and uh, the website waleed is with a double e hasham with an i am the website is arabic english 
Uh, you can read my bio there and learn a few things about me. You can go to the store. Uh, by there are uh, Arabic lectures. There's one English one as well for those who don't speak Arabic about the navel chakra, which we just spoke about. And uh, you can uh, attend uh, online uh, live through via virtual live stream any future event I have. If you want to find me on YouTube, you just uh, search for Walid Hashem again, Walid with a double E, Hashem with an I am. And you'll find loads of videos, interviews with me. I have several podcasts out in Arabic and in English on all podcast apps. Again, search for Walid Hashem, Walid with a double E, Hashem with an I am. Uh, Instagram, you know the drill, <laughs> double E and I am. Telegram, same, uh, snap, master.walid. And Google, you just you can Google me, you can find me in, in anywhere. <laughs> nice. And nice. I'll be very happy to have you. Hayakumallah. Beautiful. Just one last sentence sure. for the male audience. One last sentence for the male audience. Uh, there is great love for you guys here for all of us. We live in a loving, supporting, kind universe. Please don't believe anyone who tells you life is hard. Life is easy. It's all about easy and ease. Life is kind. Life is nurturing. Life is loving. Life is supportive. Life loves you. God loves you. The universe loves you. Um, God created you because he wants you to be happy. Here on earth and in heaven, but right now as well. He wants you to be happy. He wants you to be supported. And if you feel you need someone's help to achieve that, it's okay to ask for help. Even if you want to ask someone to bake you a cake, yani ask for anything you need. Don't worry. Yani don't feel asking is too much. And uh, just remember always, always uh, that you are deeply and profoundly loved. There is great love here for all of us. Beautiful, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for bringing back the gentlemen. Welcome. I have enjoyed this interview immensely. Really? But if you want me to be honest and more realistic, I'll just have to admit that I've actually enjoyed this interview more than my mind can now comprehend, <laughs> more than my heart can thus far be open to, and more than these words or any other words could currently convey. It was an honor, a privilege, and a treat to be sitting with a young man like you who have come to me with an open mind, open heart, and an open soul, ready to have this honest, uh, and a very energetic discussion. Thank you, Hamid, for what you're doing for all of us. And uh, I love what I do. I thank God every day for doing it. But there's a law of energy that says that if I don't thank you, I can't thank him. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank, thank you, you, thank you. We'll end with that. And thank you for this testimony. Welcome.